The Live with Squacky podcast is sponsored in part by Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver and Antland Productions. It's a super busy time of year, not just for me, but for everyone. I wanted to start out today's episode by letting you, my listeners, know that I'll be switching to a twice-a-month format for the show after this week. As much as I like having an episode every week, it's just turning out to be a little bit too much for me and my co-producer to handle at the moment. If things settle down a little bit in June, I may switch back to doing weekly episodes, but it's just too soon to tell right now. I'll keep you posted. The great news is that there are tons of episodes already posted, so if you've missed any of them, you can go back and listen to those on the in-between weeks. I'll also be going back to an interview format in June, but like I said, it's just been too busy to even have time to schedule interviews with guests. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Hi, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Live with Squacky. I'm your host, Val Kelly, otherwise known as Squacky Voice. I asked my friends on social media if they would post any questions they wanted me to answer on the show this week, and I received a few, so let's dive right in. The first question is from Holly Adams. She asked, About talking toys, do you research what you might be a good fit for and then reach out to the company directly? I would say yes, Holly. If you're going to delve into the world of talking toys, researching what toys are out there and where your voice will fit best is the first step. Research what all the toy companies are that make the toys that you'd like to voice. Then find out who does the hiring for those projects. It could be the creative director or an audio engineer for the company in some cases that does the hiring. Maybe have a discussion with your agent or agents about it, too. You can let them know that you're interested in booking work for Talking Toys and see if they can make some connections there for you, too. The toys I've booked have all been Talking Animal Toys, so usually it requires a lot of research about how the animal sounds in real life. (laughs) Then you have to come up with your version of what it would sound like in a toy. They usually want a cuter version of what the real animal sounds like. It has to be appealing to kids, and oftentimes there are no English words, but just sounds based on different emotions. If it's an interactive toy, the script will be usually long and will require you to have different sounds to go along with each emotion or action the toy is doing. It's so much fun, and I love it. It requires a good amount of creativity and willingness to follow whatever direction the toy creator gives you. One time they asked me to be eating crackers while I was recording for a toy so it would sound more realistic for when the toy was making eating sounds. (laughs) It was hilarious, you guys. Always have water with you in your booth, too, because making animal sounds for an hour can be a little straining on the vocal cords. LinkedIn is a great place to start searching out the people you need to connect with from toy companies. These types of bookings can be really about making that connection and building that relationship so you're on their radar. I hope this helps. The next question comes from Rosie O'Toole. She asked, How do you deal with imposter syndrome? Everyone has it to some degree, and I wondered how you dealt with it if you have it. Have you heard any super effective ways of dealing with it? So let me tell you what imposter syndrome is first, in case you don't know. It refers to an internal experience of believing that you're not as competent as others perceive you to be. 
It's a psychological state in which you doubt your accomplishments and have persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. It affects the majority of people at least at some point in their lives, and it tends to affect women more than men. I definitely face this from time to time, and it's not so easy to deal with. But here's the thing. If you're cognizant of these feelings, then that's the first step to getting through the times that you feel this way. Embrace the feelings and learn who you are in the moment. Think about your past achievements and determine your strengths and weaknesses. Accept vulnerability without the fear of being judged. Look at things you still have to work on with a positive outlook rather than a negative one. Build your confidence by leveraging your strengths. Accept that you don't know everything and you can't know everything. It's not your job. Take a realistic view of your role. Understand what you really need to know and what can be delegated to make the best use of other skills. Be comfortable in the knowledge that the world is full of uncertainty and certain things are beyond your control. Recognize your limitations and put your strengths to best use. Get rid of a perfectionist mentality. Lastly, be humble and curious. Ask for advice. Learning from others will make you even better. And instead of feeling like an imposter, be curious like a child. Accept what you don't know and find ways to learn it. Don't stop seeking answers until you're satisfied. I hope this helps, Rosie. The next question comes from Sean Mahan. Sean asked, what's some coaching that a lot of people need that isn't immediately obvious? Obviously, some coaching will depend on what you want to do, commercials, animation, games, etc. But what's some training a lot of people need but don't think of? There's so much I could say here. I feel like I say that all the time. But I'll just give you my top three things to get coaching for. One, improv. Two, acting. Three, business and marketing. Maybe these are obvious ones, but you'd be surprised how many voice actors I meet that haven't had any training in these areas. Improv is seriously one of the most important skills to have, not just for voice acting, but for life in general. It will help you to come out of any shell you might possibly get stuck in from time to time. It teaches you to think quickly and on your feet. You learn to work as a team with others. You learn to project your voice. And you learn that being funny is not the primary goal of improv, although it's nice when it turns out that way. It can help to improve your memory, develop characters you didn't even know existed, and it's a blast, even if starting out can be a little scary. People love it when things are unexpected in acting, so improv teaches you to just go with the flow and be natural. You're forced to go with whatever scenario is thrown at you. When I say acting class, I literally mean take a bunch of them and make sure they're classes that will teach you the basic methods of acting. This is more important if you're trying to do animation or something character-based, but it's honestly just helpful for any genre of voiceover because tons of genres require good acting skills. And the reality is, and I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times, is that it doesn't matter how unique or cool your voice is, if you can't act, you're not going to book work. The better actor will always get the job. So hone those acting skills. Business and marketing are next, and the fact is, you can't run a good business if you don't know how to run a business. You can't gain new clients if you don't know how to market yourself. It's okay. You don't know what you don't know. That's why you can enlist the help of some great coaches to help you learn this stuff. To wrap up, our last question comes from Patrick Kirchner. He asked, what are the top three things voice actors need to learn? 
also not obvious, when they first come into the business. Top three, you don't know what you don't know things. I'll try to make this quick. The top three things people first coming into the business need to know are, one, don't take a class that promises a demo at the end. You know, like, hey, train with me for six weeks and then I'll produce your demo type of scenario. You have no idea if you'll be ready in just six weeks to have a demo produced. And they're not cheap. So don't waste time or money on these scams. Find proper coaches. And as annoying as it might be to have to wait until you're really ready, you should wait until you're really ready. Because otherwise, you're throwing $2,500 or more out the window and a bad demo is only going to not help you get booked. It's going to put a hole in your pocket And it can get you labeled as someone that a casting director doesn't want to hire because you're inexperienced. Two, never assume that everyone you meet isn't someone who can help you. What I mean by this is that if you're going to networking events and conferences, you should always assume that everyone you meet is important. I made the mistake of going to a conference when I first started out and didn't know that half the people I met were very experienced actors. Some of them were even famous. So do your research before you attend these events. Try to pay close attention to who's there. You never know when casting directors or talent agents are going to show up at these events or even people that could potentially be clients looking for voice actors. Always assume that everyone is someone. I mean, (laughs) everyone is someone, but you know what I mean. Okay, third, market yourself every single day. This might be a little bit further into your career, but even before you have your demo, you can start doing research as to who your potential clients could be when you're ready. Once you're ready with a demo or two, you need to be spending at least a few hours a day marketing yourself. Emails, research, time on social media, building relationships, these are all really important. Again, guys, there's so much more I could say, but I have to wrap up for today. Remember that we're switching to a a twice-a-month format after this week, so the next episode should be releasing on May 11th. It seems so far away, but I promise it'll be worth the wait. In the meantime, go back and listen to all the other episodes that are out. I especially love the interview ones. They're super informative, interesting, and fun. If you like the show, be sure to download all the episodes and please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show when you do that because it helps others to find it more easily. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at LiveWithSquacky, at Squacky Voice, and at MidAtlanticVO so you never miss a thing. Also, check out my voiceover website at www.valkellyvoiceover.com and the company website at www.midatlanticvo.com. Be sure to follow my co-producer, Uncle Roy Yokelson, at Antland, A-N-T-L-A-N-D, on Twitter, and at Antland underscore productions on Instagram. Lastly, the MAVO 2021 online voiceover conference is coming up on November 12th through 14th on Zoom. We'll be announcing our keynote speaker very soon, and you definitely don't want to miss that. We have an amazing lineup of talented guest speakers this year, and our theme is Time to Grow. Visit www.midatlanticvo.com for more information and to register today. Okay, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Have a fantastic week, and don't forget to tune in again on May 11th for the next episode of Live with Squacky. Live with Squacky was performed and recorded from a small padded room. 
I mean, my home studio on the East Coast. Bye! Quack, quack.